Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked and the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros. I am super excited because we are about to go into a couple of Amway episodes. I always get so many comments when I ask people about the type of episodes that they like. I get so many people saying that they love Amway episodes. And I think it's because Amway is this like really rotten onion that has so many layers that we can just peel back. And with each episode, we learn a little bit more about Amway. It becomes slightly less confusing, although not entirely less confusing. And we get another piece to this puzzle about just really how big Amway is and how much control they have. And so this episode is really cool because I'm talking to Emma, who is a citizen of Grand Rapids, Michigan, where Amway is located. And we talk about the impact of Amway on the economy, on the infrastructure, literally everything in not only Grand Rapids, but the small town of Ada, where their gigantic headquarters and factory is located. And because I am such a visual person, I needed to pull up Google Earth to be able to look at all of these things. So I went ahead and I took screenshots and made notations and sort of labeled things and made boundaries around areas so that you can really see how big Amway is in this small town. If you are interested in seeing all of that, you can head to my Instagram And I have the Grand Rapids Ada Amway slides that you can go through. It's just so much. You can also find the link to those photos and slides on Instagram in the show notes. So if you want to follow along, I just find it really helpful. I'm kind of a visual person. So anytime people give me visuals or we need visuals, I like to add them to the show notes on Instagram. One of the other things that we talk about in this episode is this little Amway store. And Emma mentions going there as a child and being really excited about it. And so when I talked to Steve in next week's episode, I think we actually talked about this off the record, sort of like after we had chatted, he actually let me know that that store is an Amway returns store. So it's just, it's very interesting that there's a store, but it does come up a couple times in the episode and we are like, I don't know what this is. We call it a speakeasy. So that's what it is. It's actually a store in the town in Ada where you can go and buy Amway returns. I think that's kind of weird that they sell the returns, but whatever, you know, potato, potato. I want to let you know that we have a new episode of Hunberta up on the Patreon. And I want to thank our newest Patreon members, Erica Dawn Rivero, Linda B, Grace Smith, Kara Fink, and Elizabeth Kipp. I want to thank you so much for becoming members. All of the donations help make this podcast run as smooth as possible and allow me to hire outside help to help me with the things that I can't get done. So I really appreciate the help and the support. There are no content warnings for this episode unless you are incredibly triggered by Amway. And in that case, just skip this one entirely. Enjoy the show and I'll see you next week. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. I am always excited, I know, but I'm excited about this episode because we are talking to somebody who wasn't in an MLM, but who lives in an MLM town and sort of the impact of that MLM in that town and everything. And I feel like anybody that listens to the show knows I'm probably talking about Amway and I am. And so we're going to be talking about the impact of Amway and the Van Andel and DeVos family on the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I would love to welcome to the show my guest today, Emma. How are you doing? I'm great, Roberta. I'm excited to be talking about this. I was talking before we hit record how I view Grand Rapids kind of like the Clearwater, like Grand Rapids and Amway and Clearwater and Scientology. 
the town is bought up, everything's named after. It's just like, I've never been to Grand Rapids, so I don't really know, which is why it's really interesting to talk to you as somebody who is from there and can sort of give us the scoop. So let's start with your story. Tell me about yourself and why you decided to email me and say that you had something that you wanted to tell me. I live in the Grand Rapids area, not right in Grand Rapids, but I've always been in the area, never more than like 20 minutes outside of the city and doctor's appointments downtown and whatnot. And then, so I started listening to your show way back, right before Lula Rich came out. And so as I hear all the episodes and you've done so many about Amway, I was like, I think maybe she would be interested to hear just how much Amway is everywhere here. Particularly, like you talked about the influence on Grand Rapids, but there's also a smaller city called Ada. Well, technically it's a village. They literally own Ada and that's by where I live and I nanny over there. And so I just was excited to talk to you about it. And Wow. Yes, I have heard of Ada, Michigan. And so how big is Grand Rapids and how big is Ada? Just like a comparison of other cities. Ada is not big at all. It's like a three stoplight town. Like it's not big. It used to be only two stoplights until Amway bought up half of it and made it bigger. <laughs> it has two gas stations and a grocery store. Like it, And the whole city is smaller than the Amway factory that's across the street from it. Wow. I mean, technically, like your address might be Ada for farther out, but like the city of Ada itself is smaller than the building that is across the street from it. If you look at it on Google Maps. Wow. And is that like the main Amway warehouse where everything is made and shipped out? And Yes. They're, so like the train tracks go right into the factory too. Oh, wow. And yes, that's the Amway world headquarters. So it's got a big sign. It's got a billion flags out front. It literally is a mile long. I looked it up because I was making sure I knew my stuff. The site that it's on is 287 acres. <gasps> And it takes up most of that area. Wow. That is massive. That is massive. It's crazy. And it's at the bottom of a hill because it's right along the river. Because I'm sure back in the day, that was influential. But so as you're coming down the hill, you can see like the whole building stretch in front of you. Because it's on a pretty main drag in West Michigan. You can just see the sprawling building and you can see the smoke from the smokestacks for miles if it's a clear day. And sometimes if it's not too cloudy, like you can see the lights from like 10 miles away, like light pollution. Sometimes like the sky will just be glowing above Amway. Living, I live 10 miles away. I'll be like, oh, look, there's Amway in the sky. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. It was so big. I'm going to have to Google map it, like Google Earth it and throw it on the Instagram post so that people can really see how big Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. No, it's actually crazy. So like I said, like there's even like the train tracks literally go through the <laughs> gates and are like, here is the big warehouse. And that's also where the trucks go in and out. But yeah, it has its own train station. It is almost 300 acres, mostly building. It just seems inconceivable. And like, we know it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> And so to yeah. know that there's a giant pyramid scheme, the grandfather of all pyramid schemes, that has this 300-acre uh -huh. facility with a train track that runs through it so that they can ship their products everywhere, all over the world. It's just, it's hard to picture. It's hard to be like, oh yeah, that's a thing. But like, obviously it is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to drive past too. Like now that in the past week since I first emailed you that I've been thinking about it more. I've always driven past it several times a week my entire life. So 20 years later, I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually insane that this is what I have lived right by for my entire life. Wow. So what other like buildings and things are there in the Grand Rapids and Ada area that are linked to Amway and the Van Andel and the DeVos families? Everything. Everything. Uh, so, yeah, in Ada in particular, there's not that much named after them, but they do own the Van Andels, I think it was. I can't remember which of the families, but some part of somebody bought 13 acres of the village itself. They like bought it up and tore it down. It's because it's like a historic town area, but they bought the not as old stuff and then 
built up stuff to make that area look older. So they like tore down a little old strip mall and stuff. Okay. So, I mean, they, their name's not on it, but like everyone in the area knows that Ada is Amway. And then there's the nice little park that's downtown. It like has a big Amway pavilion thing. Oh, I was like, we're just going to go to Amway Park and watch the sunset. <laughs> I mean, you can't see the sunset from there, but yeah. In theory, yes. Wow. So Ada is Amway. Uh-huh. And in Grand Rapids, so every so often, like people, especially when an Amway episode comes up, someone from Grand Rapids might be like, oh, did you know about this? Or, oh, you mentioned this. And I remember that. And just corroborating stories and just being like, yeah, exactly what you said. That's how I feel too. And one of the things that's really funny to me, and I know that I mentioned it to you, but there's like a bar, I think in Grand yeah. Rapids called the yeah. Pyramid Scheme, which I think is hilarious. And if I ever find myself in Grand Rapids, I'm definitely going there. Is that kind of like a well-known bar in town? I'm only 20, so I don't go to bars. So I don't, <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe, I feel like I've heard of it. I did look it up after you mentioned it because I was like, oh, this feels like it rings a bell, but I have no idea why. And it looks like they do a lot of indie music stuff, like independent artists. So yeah, I'm not a people person, so I don't go to <laughs> anywhere. But also, I don't know people who are like indie band people. So I mean, maybe it's bigger than I know it is, but... I don't know. I follow them on social media once this listener told me about it because I thought it was really funny. And it is. It's just it's like a small kind of hole in the wall bar. But I just think it's really funny to be in this area that's so well known for Amway and to just call your bar the pyramid scheme. I just think it is so funny. I just I that's probably one of my favorite things that people have told me about Michigan. I was like, yeah, way to stick it to them with the bar <laughs> the pyramid scheme. <laughs> It totally makes you wonder, like, I couldn't find anything about where we came up with the name or anything, but it's like somebody must have got burned by somebody at some point to be like, this is what we should name it right here. Like between all these giant buildings towering over us named after the Van Andals. Right. They're probably just, I am so sick and tired of Amway stuff. It's a pyramid. Oh, I know what I'm going to name my bar. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So what are some of the other things? I mean, the pyramid scheme is obviously anti-MLM, but what are some of these Amway buildings that are around town? So we have the Amway Grand Plaza, which is an old hotel. It's beautiful. I've been in there more times than I can count. And then we also have DeVos Place, which is like a big giant convention center. People come to conventions there from all over the country sometimes, depending on what the situation is. We have DeVos Performance Hall, which is beautiful. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's We have Broadway, Grand Rapids is there. The Grand, that's where the Grand Rapids Symphony performs. Just all sorts of big, fancy performing things. And then the other like super big thing, or two other super big things. Or, no, three. No, there's a lot. <laughs> I'm going through my list. I'm like, oh, no, there's ones that I was forgetting. So another one that is big downtown is the Van Andel Arena. Concerts, like big concerts, that's where we have those. Obviously, it's an arena, so like, there's the hockey team that is there. And then we have a basketball team that's there that I can't remember the name of. And these are all clustered together within blocks. It's some things connected. We have some tunnels through the sky and so like they're actually physically connected to each other and then we also there's also the Van Andel Institute and the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital and these two things it's like it gives me personally as someone who's anti-MLM a lot of cognitive dissonance because I double checked I was like these are owned by the same bad Amway people right so we have the Van Andel Institute which is an amazing research facility. They do like cancer research and all sorts of, they have million dollar machines. I've been in there a couple times and it was really super cool. But, and the, the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital named after Helen DeVos because they're who founded it is one of the biggest children's hospitals in the area. And they do all sorts of amazing stuff and have amazing doctors. And it's just crazy to me because like these people who are so willing to step on the backs of thousands and even millions of people below them are like also funding these things. I mean, it's so I just Googled how much Amway like generates Mm -hmm. annually because you're talking about these research facilities and children's hospitals and arenas and 
sky tunnels and all of these things. It sounds very expensive. And I looked up and Amway yearly revenue is $8.4 billion. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, okay. Like, of course, they're going to have the most beautiful arena. Of course, they're going to have the most beautiful concert hall, the most beautiful stage for the touring for the Broadway shows, the best research. Like, it's it seems, though, as someone in Grand Rapids, it's really hard to not inadvertently support Amway because yeah. they own so much of the town. Yeah, they own everything. I mean, like, the things I just listed, those are, like, the only places that people who are not downtownies go downtown like they people are coming from all over the state and like other states to go to these 10 buildings that are all owned by two families who steal everybody's money (laughs) so what are some of the other like effects of amway on grand rapids do they own like malls like even the little strip malls were like starbucks and everything do they own housing like what else aside from these huge beautiful concert halls and hospitals does Amway have its fingers in? It's hard to find and I was having a hard time finding specifics online too because they have so many branches that they own like offshoot companies so it's hard to determine so they don't have anything that's if you go here this is like an Amway spot that's like super well known but they just create kind of an air like in the city everybody knows the DeVosses and the Van Andels. And in Ada, well, just outside of Ada, there's the ones who still live in Michigan. That's like where their houses are. And so you drive past the big fancy gates and you're like, oh, that's where like the billionaires live. It creates a very weird normalization. And like also with their funding of things that the community loves, like they definitely create like a, oh, Amway is good. Look at all of our jobs we create. Look at these beautiful spaces that we're willing to fund. So I think it's less of them like controlling the little physical things, but like they just have a vibe. We are amazing. Look at how cool we are. Yeah, almost like this blanket of like pristine beauty, like this billion dollar corporation kind of owns this town because they own so much of it. It's so steeped in everything that's Amway and there's so much money and it's so opulent. It just, it seems like very normal, right? And they're legitimizing Amway because even if you knew about Amway, if you lived in Grand Rapids and you were like, but they have all these beautiful things, like they can't be that bad, right? Like they're giving money to cancer and they're saving children. And did you see the Philharmonic and look at all this beautiful culture that they're bringing to the city of Grand Rapids. They can't be bad, but it almost seems like, (laughs) I mean, they know what they're doing. Amway obviously knows. Yeah. The families know it's a pyramid scheme. Like they know. Right. There's no way they don't know. There's no way that they're, they're, I've learned so much about Amway and the way that everything is handled. And I've heard tapes and conversations and I've read these things and there's no way, there's no way they don't know exactly what they're doing. So then seeing all of this like philanthropic, generous charity sponsorship building up of this town seems really performative like you said like this whole vibe extremely yeah of how great amway is so don't even worry about how people are losing money how pretty much you have to be a platinum which is a pretty big rank in amway a platinum to break even don't look at that we're good we're doing all this good stuff you know 99 percent of the people that join our company like lose money but it's fine because look at the children's hospital look at what we're doing Yeah, it just it seems like a way to legitimize Amway as a corporation, as you know, they're doing so much good that it overshadows the bad. I mean, I don't personally think that it overshadows the bad because the bad is the workhorse that allows them to even be good in the first place. Right. Would they still be so good if they weren't an eight point four billion dollar company? Exactly. You talked about being performative, like part of Ada like the part that they bought, so they bought the like more rundown, like built in the 80s and 90s part. And they have made it this like gorgeous place that is literally they've created just because like it's right across from their front doors. And it's where people tour like the part they bought 
is directly across from like the biggest sign and like where the flags are because they're the businesses were doing fine there and they haven't they've created a little bit more space for like small businesses to thrive but also some of them got completely uprooted and had to move 10 minutes away because they either couldn't afford the rent or they couldn't afford to take this all the construction that is still happening there's still construction and i think they purchased all these like land chunks 11 12 years ago approximately and these areas it's still under construction there is housing you talked about do they own housing there are a, co- a few apartment building complexes kind of more condo-y townhome that are in construction right there but it's all to fit an aesthetic like the grocery store does not look like a grocery store like it's all meant to look like a perfect old town so that when people from all over the world because we you can see like tour buses will come to Amway and you can people will get out and like, take pictures in front of the signs out of these big giant tour buses of Amway consultants i assume yeah and so if it looks beautiful across the street too that makes Amway seem more amazing to these people who are more than likely not making money and in fact losing money. Right. Living on that promise of look at what you will get. You just got to keep it up. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. For Amway, again, it's performative. It absolutely is. Uh They build this huge factory and then 
you know, just like any MLM, all the reps want to come tour the factory. I mean, we did that in Lula Road too. Come tour the factory. So making it a tour, I'm I'm assuming 100% of the people on that bus are IBOs or family members of IBOs who are begrudgingly going along with this tour of Amway. So they buy the rundown real estate across the street from it and they gentrify it, turn it into Main Street USA, Yes, make it look like you know, the perfect ideal 1950s, 1960s American town, hmm. beautiful, everything's pristine and perfect because they can afford to do that. And it's just like slapping a fresh coat of paint on a dog turd and being like, look at this beautiful thing. And not saying that Ada or Grand Rapids is a dog turd at all, but this is what Amway's doing. Like they're painting with this really broad stroke brush. Look at all the good we're doing come tour our facilities. We're building apartments. We have a hotel. You can come stay. Isn't it so beautiful? It's just, it's weird. It's like a, an amusement park or like the Longerburger big basket in Ohio where you show up and you take a tour and you're like, look at all this cool stuff. It's just weird. And I understand, you know, a Disneyland or a Dolly World or something like that, but this is a pyramid scheme. Yeah. This isn't an entertainment company. This isn't a destination. Like, who's visiting Grand Rapids and being like, I can't wait to go on my vacation? Like, IPOs. I've never been. It might be wonderful, but I'm I'm just saying, like, it's fine. The majority of people that are like putting Grand Rapids as their dream vacation destination, I would bet are mostly IBOs. Yeah. There's no other reason to come here because, I mean, Michigan is a peninsula, so there's only one way to come up into it. And going there, you have to pass like Chicago and Detroit or go right through them. And it's, you wouldn't go past Chicago and or Detroit to come to Grand Rapids. Like that's, that's dumb. <laughs> and because we have like slightly smaller venues, cause like we're a big city, but we're not like a huge city. So slightly more smaller creators come here or like the slightly smaller conferences will be at the DeVos Center. But nobody's, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Grand Rapids and go to their like little zoo and the two hotels they have. We don't have a lot of stuff. We have enough stuff. Like we have rivers and small lakes, but like Lake Michigan is an hour away. Nobody's coming here to go to the beach when they can go see what looks like an ocean. Nobody's going to come here when Grand Rapids and Chicago are less than three hours away, unless they're coming for Amway or I mean, visiting family or whatever, but that's a vacation. That's what's so interesting to me because Grand Rapids is not the dream destination for your summer vacation, unless you subscribe to Amway and then be like, oh, we have to see the motherland. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We have to go to Ada. It's this whole thing. You talk about having a small zoo and a couple of hotels and like little things to do. Again, it's those are there for the people that are visiting. Like, I I assume that there's people that live there that also go to the zoo and go to these things and do these things too. Yes. But it's just, it seems like it's just, oh, well, you know what else would be good for this little town to get more people to come? Here's more things to do. Well, the aquarium part of the zoo that has under the sea and penguins, that is a Van Andel aquarium that like says Van Andel in big letters. So yes. Okay. Well, there you go. They like, (laughs) they're the families. I looked it up and I think, I can't remember if it was just one or I think it was both though families were on the like 50,000 plus per year donations to this zoo which like donating to zoos is great but like we don't need the Amway on everything so in San Diego we have a couple big family names that do the same thing but it's like the Prebis family or like the Spreckles family it's Yeah. It's not like the people that own a pyramid scheme. It's not the people that are known for causing financial devastation to people's lives and families. Like these are actual philanthropist people who do a lot of conservation in this town and have things named after them because they've donated so much money. You know, there's like the Conrad Prebis, blah, 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 at the San Diego Zoo. And you're like, oh, that's the name I see everywhere. You know, that same kind of thing. It's just weird to me knowing that family is a pyramid it's just again i know that we all know but there's so many people that don't they're like what what's the big deal i just want people to understand this pyramid scheme makes so much money while simultaneously 
not actually creating and generating much income for the people that work for them as IBOs. Right. Yeah. But they have so much money to just spend it on all of these things in this town. Like, it's just wild to me. And then people are like, oh, they're so great. And I'm like, but the financial devastation on the back end, for me, it negates the philanthropic work that you're doing when I know that it's yeah. like blood money. Exactly. They're building these gorgeous things, but they're using the money of people who have literally failed. And we've heard the stories of the failures and the devastation on this show. And that money is used to prop up this town to make it become Main Street USA for Amway. Growing up, I would see their names everywhere. And like, eventually my mom was like, yeah, that's Amway. That's what we're driving past all the time. And like, we use their laundry soap, which speaking of using their laundry soap. So Amway, you can't have a physical like storefront, obviously, because you're a pyramid scheme. It's supposed to be direct. But there is like literally maybe two blocks from the main Amway entrance, a little, my mom like used to like to call it her little speakeasy that was open like three or four days a month that is a little, it's like in the back alley, but it's like a storefront that is just filled wall to wall with Amway products. And you like go up to the desk and they're like, boop, 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 thanks for your credit card. And I have an extremely difficult time believing that nobody knows about that. Wow. Somebody's upline somewhere must be like, weird that you guys get so many sales on these days of the week. Yeah. Who's getting the credit for the sales at the Amway store? Just whoever you say, I'm shopping with Bob. His number is 4734. And they're like, okay, Bob gets the credit. Yeah. I so mean, you even need a consultant to shop at the store. Yes, you do. Like my mom would go and she would be like, oh, I'm buying under Leslie. And they'd be like, okay, we'll put it under Leslie. And they'd be like, all right, you're good to go. Bye. And as a kid, I was like, oh, this is fun. We just, we only can come because we'd be driving past and my mom would be like, oh, it's the second Thursday of the month. We can go in today. And I'd be like, oh, okay, let's go get some vitamins. So is it just closed the rest of the time? Or is it only open to like other people? I don't know. I assume. I never went. What happens if I go in and I don't have a rep to, and I just want to get some laundry soap and I'm just like, I just want laundry soap. And they're like, who are you shopping under? And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like what happens? Are they going to tell me I can't buy it? Or are they going to like, just put me under someone else? I'm sure they just put you under someone else. I don't know. I've never, I've never been yeah. to a buyer that wasn't under somebody. Also, there's no windows. So you can't see in there to be like, oh, I see soap. Oh, so you really would have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. Like it's not marked. You just like park and go in and are like, hey, but like, it looks like a store, but you like there, I think there is a window, but it's like, curtained, but you cannot see in to see what's happening. You can't see out either. It's just, you have to know it's there. How strange. By being told by an Amway consultant or I'm not thoroughly convinced that my mom wasn't accidentally an Amway consultant for a while because I know that she like sent friends there I could totally see Amway being like there being some way that like you had to put in your phone number and I would have been oblivious because I was like seven. Right. But I would not be surprised at all if there were not people shopping at that little shop that are like Amway distributors that don't know that they're distributors. I wonder how many people are like violently nodding their heads right now going, yes, I've been to Grand Rapids. Yes, I've been to the store. Yes, I've shopped there. And could answer some of the questions that that you and I can't figure out. Yeah. I'm really curious because I didn't know there was an Amway store that you could only shop in a couple times a month. And it's like a weird speakeasy with no windows. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, there's probably only a couple hundred people, maybe a thousand people that know about it. This is, a, it's like a literal speakeasy, like illegal, like <laughs> against all Amway policies. But, you know, you get out of your car and you're like, I can see Amway in big giant letters right over there. How strange, because, you know, they frown upon people having storefronts. They frown upon people doing that. But, you know, it's different when it's corporate doing it. Corporate can get away with anything. That's a really, I didn't know about that. Huh. Yeah. So do you have any, like, stories of, like, things that you've remembered, like, seeing or experiencing or anything aside from this strange little Amway store that you can remember growing up? Not Amway-related stories. I mean, my mom is actively a Mary Kay consultant and my aunt is as well 
they're right below somebody who has the pink Cadillac. Like my mom has a shirt that says pink cat. I can't, it's like Cadillac team or something like her two upline got everybody's shirts because everybody was really pushing it. And I remember my mom's friends being like, so we're buying extra stuff this month so that your friend can get a Cadillac. And my mom was like, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) And she like also knows that she doesn't go out selling. She's not like trying to recruit. Like she is in it for the discount and not pushing it in everybody's face. But also I started, I can't remember which happened first, but it was right around the same time, like that she officially signed up and that I started listening to your show. And I was like, mom, I listened to this podcast and I can't help but notice. And she was like, well, and then she did the whole, like, isn't every business a pyramid? And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Well, yes, but not at all, really. And then, but, like, now, if she, like, tells somebody that she sells Mary Kay, like, occasionally comes up, she'll be like, yeah, it's, like, that pyramid scheme one. And I'm like, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Or she'll be like, it's that MLM like pyramid scheme because I like taught her that like it's MLM but like that's just a fancy name and so she'll say that to people that she's sort of trying to sell to and I'm like you're (laughs) right there she's almost (laughs) completely self-aware she's really close do you want to buy some lipstick it's from a pyramid scheme (laughs) yeah literally that's what people will be like they'll say they like something she has and she'll be like well I can get it for you and they'll be like oh and she's yeah, it's like my pyramid scheme. I'm like, mom, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. And, oh, but my aunt, who she's like signed up under, so her sister-in-law has a whole room of Mary Kay. And she says it's her full-time job. I don't know what, I know that her husband works a decent job and is full-time. So I don't know what that really means to her. But she goes to the conventions. We were just at their house last weekend for a baby shower. And she was like, oh, my new Mary Kay dress for the convention just came in the mail. Look how pink it is. And we were like, yeah, that's really pink. It's, it was literally neon. And I was like, interesting choice for a 50-year-old woman. But you go, I guess. Wow. Go for it. Wow. That's really funny. Oh, she must have joined before I started listening to you. Because I specifically remember when she like onboarded, we had a party at our house. And I was like into it. And so I was like, I don't use any skincare, but if anyone ever, but like I have good skin. So if anybody ever asks, I can honestly say that, well, all we use in our house is Mary Kay. And I like said that out loud to somebody as a 16, 17 year old and was like, that's an okay thing. And then I, (laughs) and now I'm like, huh. I mean, yes, I probably should wash my face. So that wouldn't be able to be the truth. But like, also, the fact that I was just like, this is how I can get my mom more pyramid sales. So confidently. You're like, in this house, we only use Mary Kay. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it mostly started because my mom and my younger sibling, who ju- is 18, are my like my sibling is really into makeup. Like they love to do all the crazy stuff. And every day of high school, we're like fully doing their face. And so my mom was like, I cannot pay for all this. And so at one point she had a rule. I mean, I guess it's probably still instated, but my sibling doesn't use Mary Kay stuff as much anymore. They like have started using actual companies, but she was like, I will buy you anything from Mary Kay through myself because I have the discount, but not from other places. So if you want something from Ulta, like you have to pay for it, which it does make sense to make somebody pay for their own makeup because it's not an essential but also the fact that she was like but if it's from my pyramid scheme that's fine because I got you right (laughs) and I was I do remember being like huh interesting can you join a pyramid scheme that like sort of goes with one of my hobbies because that would be (laughs) great not that I really have that many hobbies but if you could find one that would help me that's awesome Man, my aunt was super into it. She had a whole upstairs guest bedroom that was her entire Mary Kay room. She tried to get me in a couple times. I love my aunt. I know she, you know, I think they know now. Also, I found out because I was talking to my mom and she was like, you know, her last, her late husband, he was a Scientologist, right? I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) So I maybe need to just have my aunt come on the show and talk about all this. What an interesting thing to be like, oh, Roberta, you knew this, right? I was like, oh, well, yeah, 
I don't, I was like, no, because I came from a family that doesn't talk about our dark skeleton. So I have no idea that we have Scientologists in our family. That's cool. But yeah, she did the whole Mary Kay thing. I went to a couple different Mary Kay meetings because I would want, I wanted to hang out with my aunt. I thought she was cool. And so we'd go to Mary Kay meetings. I remember doing like makeovers. Yeah, I've been to those. And I remember sitting down. Yeah, like sitting down at the table with all the little styrofoam, like little trays and all the little... They're not styrofoam anymore, but... Oh, right. Okay. They're plastic because you can reuse them now. Oh, it's been a while. Those ones were probably disposable, but like the ones that like when my mom onboarded, she had to get like a 12 pack or eight pack or whatever. It like has all the little spots, but it is like you can just wipe it out, I guess. I thought it was so fun. Like they had all the little tiny baby lipsticks, like tiny baby lipsticks, like the cutest little thing. And I loved them. I loved like peeling back like the little eyeshadow cards. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just trinkets and baubles. And yes. it was my little ADHD brain being like, oh, my God, toys. It just really was. It was so much dopamine and just so much excitement mm-hmm. for all these little things. It just, it just MLM opening up the box, getting the freebies, getting the things. It's just this incredible shot of dopamine. Yeah. And I see it. And even now, looking back on experiences that I had, like doing these Mary Kay makeovers or like other things, I remember experiencing that dopamine. So when I think back, not being anti-MLM, when I thought back to thinking about being with my aunt when she did Mary Kay stuff, they were always super positive memories because it was really fun. We were doing makeup. We were hanging out. We were meeting some of her friends. We'd go out to dinner. We'd whatever, spend the night, have a good time. They're all super positive memories because they're so laced and filled with dopamine. So it's really interesting that you're kind of explaining the same sort of thing. And that, I mean, I'm 20 plus years older than you, but you and I have very similar stories. 20 years apart, it's the same, except now it's reusable and not styrofoam. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. It. I mean, so technically I did join Mary Kay for one month because my mom was on some virtual thing and it was like every person who you can get to sign up, like enters a chance to win an iPad. It's free to sign up for that day. And so I was like, Well, I think I had already listened to you at this point, but I was like, heck, if I can have a chance at a free iPad, sure, I will sign up for one month and then unsign up tomorrow. But did you get the iPad? No, I didn't. I hoped so hard that it would go to the person who was like anti-MLM, but it didn't. I mean, you tried to game the system and you didn't win. (laughs) I did try to game the system that is all about gaming the system and I was unable to I was unable to accomplish it I'm a statistic yes exactly (laughs) well I did that and I was like that did not improve my view on MLMs sorry mom Roberta's right (laughs) well I, I knew it but I was like for a free iPad it's worth just putting in my name and the email address. Yeah, I mean, I get it, right? Like, I I understand the nuance of joining or being excited about a multi-level marketing company. And mm-hmm. I know as someone with ADHD, some of us just have to learn the hard way. One of the main questions that I'll get when I do like an anti-MLM video on TikTok is people are like, is it okay if I buy it because I have a disc? Can I just get the discount? Or what if this is the only shake that tastes good? I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to join, but I just want to buy these things. And I tell them it is always a personal choice. It is always a choice that you will make. I'm never going to tell you don't do that or definitely do that. Like it's not my place to say that. But I also remind them that it is a personal choice, but it still supports the scam. Yeah. Unfortunately. But if they're going to do it, because I cannot stop people from being curious, but if they are going to do it, at least follow me and go into it with this education and with this, okay, Roberta said to look out for X, Y, Z. And then when you see it, be like, okay, yep, here it is. And then to get out of things safely, because I know people are going to do what they want, regardless of 
all of the content that we make, me and other creators about this. And I, like I said, some people just need to learn the hard way. And so I want people to understand, like you're saying, well, I joined for a month. I tried to do this thing. It didn't work out for me. I left. It's okay. It's okay to do that stuff. I don't recommend it, but it's okay if you did that. I want people to not feel guilty for supporting their friend or doing these things. But at the same time, I also want to explain that they're not really supporting what they think they're supporting. And to just be really aware and open-minded going into, hey, Roberta said that this giant flashing danger sign might be dangerous, but I'm going to just figure it out on my own. But to have my voice or anybody else's voice in the back of your head where you're like, okay, strike one. I just, I want people to know that because I get that question so much and I start to feel bad. I'm like, am I being too mean when I'm like, don't join a pyramid scheme? And so I just, I wanted to address that because it's just, it's come up so much on TikTok lately. We've gotten so many new followers recently and it's, so I'm going through the same kind of MLM 101 questions and that really seems to be the most popular one. Am I a bad person for doing this? Am I a bad person for supporting or wanting? I don't recruit. I don't sell. I don't. And I just, I want to give people the permission to live their lives, but also have a little bit of caution and understanding on the back end because I don't want people to be like, well, you told me not to and I did and now I'm in bankruptcy and we don't want to get to that point. (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is. I've supported and done a lot of stuff with MLMs. I I just try to educate from a place I've been there, done that. Again, you're going to do what you want to do. Do it, but go in with the safety measures of understanding what the red flags are, understanding what to look out for, and just having a general understanding of how it works so that when it gets to that point, then you can jump ship and be like, yeah, okay. And also do a profit loss statement. If anybody's in an MLM right now, you should be doing those quarterly, if not every month. I will say quarterly is the minimum, but you should be doing them every month, at least for the first, I would say six months, I would do them every month. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share about your sleepy little town and Amway? Dan DeVos, one of the sons of Richard, I believe, he also has, it's called Fox Motors Company. And so if you buy a car anywhere in this general vicinity, like if you're buying, especially if you're buying a new car, like odds are it is also going to DeVos money. Wow. Yeah, it's 43 different locations and in Grand Rapids alone here's the Fox Honda here's the Fox Mazda here's the Fox like all the things so like in our house two of our four cars are Fox cars so that's not necessarily going to the Amway business but it's also he would not have that much money if it was not for the Amway company he wouldn't have enough he the DeVos family only owns half of that but still you wouldn't be able to keep making money off of a legitimate business had they not had the illegitimate money. Right. But we do know one of the pilots for the DeVosses and Van Andels. One of my mom's friends, they've known each other since I was in like second grade. My younger sibling went to kindergarten with their kid, but he's gone like 50% of the time because he flies them to their island, the island that I think somebody talked to you about it on the podcast. Oh yeah. So he flies them. They have their own hangar here. Like it's not just kept at like the one at the Grand Rapids airport. There's a special Amway hangar where they keep their planes. There's a couple pilots. I don't remember how many there are, but he's one of them. And so he'll be gone and he won't know how long he'll be gone for because if they decide to stay an extra day, like he's stuck there. If they decide to come home early, he might come home early, but he goes to this private island, but then he can't have any fun because he has to be completely sober because if they say, oh, I'm ready to go, he has to get in a plane and take them home right then. So he'll, he's just sitting on a beach like, can't do anything. I have to stay by the plane because if they decide in 45 seconds that they're ready to go, I have to be ready to go. Wow. And so his schedule is extremely unpredictable because he lives on the whims of billionaires. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. What a nightmare of a job. I mean, a cool job, right? And he gets to fly. Yeah. It also means that sometimes he doesn't work for three months, but they just still have a decently sustainable income. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, like he's off for a while. So like we can go on a trip. But I know that he's had to come home from family vacations early because a DeVos or Van Andel person will be like, hey, we need you to come home so we can fly. And he'll be like, okay, let me hop in a car so I can come fly you a plane. 
after the episode where we talked about the island, I like Google earthed it and I checked it out and it is a really nice island. Yeah. I was like, okay. I I mean, there's like bungalows and like little houses all along, but there's all, I think there's also like a hotel. I don't remember. I was just looking at it being like, is this for real? This is what it looks like to be a billionaire. Yes. Like you own an island that has all these little houses and all these things and you can just fly there whenever you want. Like the privilege of this, it's just, it's, it's insane. So gratuitous. Well, and (laughs) it's so much. Yeah. So there's a few houses. I think it's, they're on Ada Drive. Most of the really big DeVos and Van Andel ones. So they're gated. You can't see them from the road, anything. And they're even hard to see on Google maps because they're like, we're billionaires. Don't take too many pictures of our house. But if you go past them on the right weekend or stuff, there there will be a trailer that's like the Grand Rapids Symphony because like they rented people from the symphony to play whatever party they're having that week. There will be a bajillion fancy, very shiny cars and like a whole big giant trailer that's, oh, don't mind us. We just have like a couple dozen professional musicians at whatever event we're having because why not? I mean, to look at the juxtaposition of the way that the Van Andel and DeVos family live, having these elaborate parties, private jets, own an island, do whatever we want, 8.2, 8.4 billion, whatever it was that I said, that's so much money. I can't even wrap my mind around it. The privilege there, right? And then to look at their IBOs, the people that work for them, not their employees, not the ones that get paid like an hourly wage or a salary, not them, their IBOs, their independent business owners, their Amway reps, where like we said, people are barely making even and most of them are losing money. And then to see this lavish spending, this lavish lifestyle. I mean, I wonder how many IBOs look at that and go, oh, that's where my money went. That's where all the money that I've wasted in this company has gone so that these people can have the Philharmonic play their brunch. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, but I feel like at least I'm I'm an outsider, but I think that more of like their story, I think it's still there. But at one of our local universities, they're like currently have. I think it's several displays that are the same that are like, here's the, it's Richard and Helen, like, here's all their, like, they have a whole wall that's, here's how amazing they are, here's their story, and it's, like, about how they, like, like, they went to Grand Rapids Christian High School, like, they're just normal small town people, and now have funded the auditorium for that high school, which, by the way, is a beautiful performance space, I've been to several things there, and I'm always like, ah, dang, it's got their name on it. Wow. Like, a university that is a pretty decently sized one, Grand Valley State University. It's not like popular, but you know, if people are in the area, they know what it is. Like they currently have literal displays that are, look how amazing these people are. It's performative. Like I just, I don't know what else to call it. It's just slapping a fresh coat of paint, but it's like a billion dollar coat of paint. It's like, right. It's not normal stuff. They're like, here, let me fuck an entire children's hospital with my name on it. But also two blocks over, I need to have a performance hall. And also we, I need to have a giant convention hall. Like you don't have to put your name on things you buy. Right. That was a choice that they were like, okay, in 10 blocks, let's have three extremely large buildings that say DeVos on them. If you're really philanthropic, you can give money anonymously or just be like, hey, here it is. You know who it's from, but I don't need my name plastered everywhere. And all because two plucky young men joined a pyramid scheme called Neutralite, saw the FTC coming after Neutralite, decided to make their own MLM. I mean, that's, and then once Neutralite was closed down as being a pyramid scheme, they bought it. They bought it and they put it in their lineup, which I think is the most obvious. Like that to me is a joke. Yeah, we bought the pyramid scheme. We bought our old pyramid scheme and we now sell it too. But like now it's fine. Now that we own it, it's chill. Now it's fine. Now it's not a pyramid scheme. Don't worry about it, guys. And it's still top selling products. Yeah. I just did an episode with Steve and he talks about the PV of these products when you're garage qualified in Amway. And he said the best bang for the buck was the Neutralite, was the vitamins. 
because you got the most PV. And so he talked about having, you know, so many boxes of these vitamins because that was a way to qualify to, to hit Emerald, which was what he was working for. And it's just, it's wild. It's just wild to me when you know the truth, when you know the real story, when you can look past the performative bullshit and you can really just be like, these are the ultimate scammers who hacked the scam, who got in good with Ronald Reagan, who fooled the FTC, who infiltrated the government and are billionaires who act like they're God's gift. It is so wild. Yeah, no, it's actually insane. <laughs> it's actually insane. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I don't know what else there is to really say about it. Oh my God. It is, it's just, sometimes you hear these things and it's just, I'm going to need some time to really think about all this and formulate a coherent thought because right now it's just a bunch of, oh my God, like the whole time, the whole time. That's how I feel right now. Like from Mrs. Doubtfire the whole time. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing about your town sharing about Amway and what you've experienced and your Mary Kay story. I thought that was great. And that airplane story is really great too. Any piece of the puzzle that we can fit and put in to get a better picture, especially with Amway, because I feel like I've done the most episodes on Amway and I'm still the most in the dark. I'm like, please explain it to me so I can understand. And I'm still like, yeah, no, like what? Every time. Yeah. Well, and I like doing this, I was like, I know these things are funded by the DeVosses and Van Andels. And I was like, oh, I guess also this thing. And like also this thing over here. And like just a whole bunch of things. All the things. <laughs> okay, so let's do some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yep. Give me a word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing. Icky. Just icky. Give me a warning to somebody who wants to join a multi-level marketing company well you shouldn't i mean realistically because the odds are not great but if you choose to i think the advice that you've given on this show to treat it like a business view the profits as if you were actually losing that much out of business and putting in that many hours you eventually you would stop and if you treat it like a business i think people will be less likely to stay in it and therefore be safer right? Like the moment you start treating a scam like a business, you're going to realize it's a scam, right? And you're going to go, Oh, okay. This isn't a business. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Well, so as much as I hate Amway, I can't help but hate all the health and wellness ones more as an autistic person who is also extremely sensitive to smells, like all the claims that essential oils are like, we're going to cure everything. I cannot tolerate a single essential oil, let alone have them cure my autism. If anything, they are making it worse because I'm constantly, if I walk into a room with essential oils, I cannot think in that room. I guess I might not act autistic if I'm not acting, but I just can't handle those. All right. So since you weren't in an MLM, I'm going to sort of change these last two questions. So yeah. give me the weirdest thing you've experienced with Amway living in Grand Rapids area. Well, I mean, the speakeasy thing has to be the weirdest because like when I was little, I thought it was so cool. And now I look back and I'm like, that is shady as hell. I don't think you can get shadier. That's just, and there's, like I said, there's no way that the higher ups do not know about that, especially when it's literally two blocks away. Like maybe they, if somebody had one like 20 miles away, I could believe that they were ignorant, but you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And then go ahead and give me like a cool thing about living in Grand Rapids that negates the fact that Amway owns it. I don't know. Like the stuff they funded is cool. Like our, the Van Andel Institute with all their research stuff. Like I've been in there. That place is badass. Like they have top scientists. Like they are publishing so much groundbreaking stuff. And same with the hospital. And even I think it's the Van Andels that have funded our public museum where you can learn about all the things like all the stuff that they plaster their name on is like actually cool stuff it just is built on the backs of people who are suffering which makes it less cool yeah 
Yeah. When you think about it like that, it does make it a lot less cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Emma. This was really fun. Thank you for telling us about Grand Rapids and your experiences with Amway in the town. I really appreciated this conversation. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.